Hey there everybody, it's Pastor Chip again. How you doing? So today, we're talking about the unforgiving servant. And you know, Jesus used parables a lot when he talked about things and different ways of saying the same thing to us that maybe get our attention. <clears throat> so... In this parable, the unforgiving servant, it's in Matthew 18. It says there was a king who had uh, settled, he wanted to settle his accounts with his servants. And there came one that owed him 10,000 talents. And it said that the guy couldn't pay his debt, so. The king ordered him to be uh, his wife and children and all that he had to be sold and to make payment to the king. But the guy begged and pleaded and fell down at his feet and he asked the king to forgive him and that he would pay him back. And, and the king says he was moved with compassion and released him and forgave him of the debt. So let's stop right there for a moment. How many of us have been forgiven of the debt that we owe? Have you ever owed anybody money and they forgive you of the debt? I tell you what, people owe you money. That's pretty... That's pretty... Um, personal. Pretty important not all of us are financially independent wealthy have money just laying around and <clears throat> when people borrow money off of you say we'll pay it back you expect them to pay it back don't you i remember when i was young soldier in the military the guys would come around towards the end of the month hey let me borrow a dollar let me borrow a dollar and you know back back then we could do a lot with a dollar <laughs> my dad was growing up he, he said he could go to the movies for a quarter he could pay to get in the movies and he could get a drink popcorn and a candy bar and have a nickel left over. It's pretty good. But you know, when I was growing up, I mean, you took a dollar, we could get a drink and a pack of crackers and have change. Shoot, I remember filling up my Volkswagen Beetle on the change that I collected in the ashtray. Um, not today. Not thanks to Brandon. Um, but it was different back then. You know, this guy said he owed him 10,000 talents. How much was 10,000 talents? I mean, we, a lot of times we just read it and we don't even think about it. We just go through the motions. We don't do any exegetical work in the background they're digging to see what was really at stake 
But it says 10,000 talents. Um, equal to about 20 years wages for that guy. 20 years wages. That is crazy to be 20 years in debt to a king, right? And back then, they were less forgiving. They didn't, you know, now if you default on your loan payment to your house, they just take your house. But back then, you see, he, they were going to take his wife, his kids, and him and sell them into slavery and, to, and pay the debt. I don't know how it is today, but I know that when I was stationed in Germany, that if you got arrested and sent to a Turkish prison, if you owed money to the government, your wife could be made to prostitute herself to pay off your debt. And if you didn't have anybody to bring you food in prison, you were you could starve or would be at the mercy of the people that were kind so see even in modern times it's still dangerous to owe people money in different countries so when you put a life meaning on debt your debt is tied to your soul because the king was going to have them put to death, put 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 into prison and work it off and pay for everything. He didn't care, but the guy begged and he had compassion. And it says that he forgave him, he forgave him the debt. He forgave him twenty years' wages. Didn't nobody ever forgive me no twenty years' wages? I ain't, of course, I ain't. The only thing it'd be is a house mortgage, but nobody's ever sent me to house or car title or anything like that so here we just decided to write it off here it is it's yours nobody's ever done that they don't do that today but it says the servant he went out and he found some of the uh servants who owed him a hundred denarii a hundred denarii was a drop in the bucket a hundred denarii was equivalent to about a hundred days wages not a lot compared to 20,000 talents. But nonetheless, if you only made a denarii or some change a day, it's a lot of money, right? So he goes out and he grabs one of these guys that owes him and he says, pay me, pay up. I'm tired, you know, you got to pay me all that you do. And the guy that he grabbed, he couldn't. But he threw this guy into prison till he should pay the debt. And so the other servants saw what happened. And what did they do? They knew what happened. They went to the master and they told him what this guy had done. And the master called him. Called him on the carpet. In case y'all don't know what that means, it means he was called to stand in front of the, the king's throne to be held accountable. And he said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should not have you have had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? 
And the master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. And then it says, in the last verse, So my heavenly Father will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. So you see, it combines talents, denarii, wages, with trespasses. How many of us out there have had somebody to shortchange us, to owe us money and not pay them back, or to rip us off? I'll tell you what. I had a wife that left me. She was a millionaire. And about $50,000 or so, you could say, that she cleaned me out. A millionaire. She didn't need my money. But the mean spitefulness of just ripping me off. Now, I mean, you know, divorce is one thing. You don't want to be married to me. That's fine. Move on. But you take my stuff and my money and and you're a millionaire. I mean, that's like somebody seeing you drowning and say, you need a life jacket? You go, yeah. And they throw you a cinder block, a concrete block, you know? Or they step on your head. Those are the kind of people like the servant that the master threw into prison. They just can't, they can't do good. Now that's like this lady I'm talking about. She likes everybody to think she's a philanthropist and does good. But she's flashy. Flashy. Doing it for her, not for God. How is it that we deal with people every day and we can't extend forgiveness against trespasses to people? Is it because we're so greedy? Is it because we need the money? The point with her is she didn't need the money. I was thrown out of my home, put everything in storage. I came back from Afghanistan. I had to find a place to live. I had no money. How much would it have been if, better would it have been if it had said, I can't live with you, I want a divorce. You know, but you can come get your stuff when you get back. And you come get your stuff and move yourself on out. Leave on good terms. 
But to come back and have your stuff in a storage unit and no money and have to find your way around. Is that grace? Is that forgiveness? Is that forgiving the trespasses? Well, you know, I was bitter. Still not happy about it. But you know what? It paved a road for me. It was a learning lesson. And it made me a better person. But now me, today, I've learned in life that life is short. And I've said this before, you've heard all my podcasts, you know I've talked about it. Life is short. Nothing is guaranteed except death. Death, all death is certain. Unless the rapture happens. You can't take it with you. You know, I try to help people. I try to do things. And I tell people when they ask, what about the guy who's standing on the side of the road panhandling money, but you think that he lives in a house on the other side of town? I say, if the Lord convicts you to hand that man money, God wants to see that you're obedient. He wants to see that you're a good steward with those denarii and those talents. He doesn't care if the guy ever pays you back. He wants to see if you give and help the man out. Or what if your friend has borrowed some money from you and they lose their job and they say, I can't pay you back because I've lost my job. Well, the truth of the matter is they, they probably could pay you back, but they choose not to pay you back because... What money they do have is better used putting a roof over their head or putting food on the table for them and their family. What kind of friend would you be if you said, no, I need my money. I need that money and I need it I need it by Friday. First of all, if you needed the money that bad, you shouldn't be loaning money. Second of all, you should look at your friend and say, you know what? Don't you worry about that money. 
You can say, you either pay me when you can, or you can just say, hey, don't worry about it. Like the, like the king did. You could say, don't worry about it. You, you go take care of yourself and your family. And if there's anything else I can do to help you out, let me know. That's what God is talking about. He doesn't want showy. Matter of fact, he doesn't even want you coming to church on Sunday and saying, you know, my neighbor, my neighbor lost his job and I went over there and I handed him $100 and told him not to worry about paying me back. God, you're not accomplishing a thing when you do that. You're not accomplishing a thing. You're being showy. Money will come between people. Will come between families. That's why it's the number one topic in the Bible. Money is the root of all evil. But are you forgiving trespasses? Are you holding people to the standard... Or is it like they said in the Pirates of the Caribbean? He said, they're not really rules per se, but guidelines. Is it something that you can move the bar? Money comes between a lot of people, especially in families, spouses. Got his checkbook, her checkbook. I make my money. You go play with your money. You want something, you buy. You know what? Technically, it should be one checkbook for the family. And if you want a checkbook for toys and vacations and whatever, you should open another checking account. And each of you should contribute monthly or weekly, whatever. Set set a standard. If one makes more than the other, say, well, you know what? Let's let's just put in there one uh, percent of our of our gross every month. That way, you're each are contributing 1%. Now, of course, it ain't going to be the same if one makes twice as much as the other, but it's 1% of your paycheck is the same as 1% of their paycheck. 1% is 1%, right? Don't hold money over people's heads. Don't, don't hold trespasses over people's heads. Because it says, the Father will do also to you. Think about your trespasses, people. 
Trespasses can be as simple as the guy you meet on the street or as simple as the one in your house or your friend or your neighbor. A trespass is a trespass is a trespass. If you expect your spouse to forgive you of something you've done, I'm not talking money, I'm talking about something they've done to you, and you say you forgive them, it should be like our sins thrown in the sea of forgiveness. It's not put on a shelf for you to pull back up and remind them, oh, but you remember back that day you come home drunk from work and I said I forgave you? Well, I remember that. No. Forgiveness is forgiveness. You can work through it, but you're forgiven. Not to be have their nose rubbed in it anymore. It's hard, people. It's hard to do. Money's one thing. Personal family issues is another. But when you step into heaven and you expect God to use the same measuring standard on you for forgiveness that you use on others, are you going to be happy with it? You're going to be happy when Jesus says, yeah, I remember when you uh, when you gave your life to the Lord. But, you know, let's look back at all these pages, these things you did. and I'm not so sure you really should be forgiven. <coughs> Is that the way you want it? It's not the way I want it. Do you know that you know that you know that your book name is written in the book of life? I know exactly what page mine's on. My preacher was talking about that Sunday. I said, I know exactly what page mine's on. He said, how do you know what page? I said, my name is written in the book of life right after grace. Because were it not for his grace... I would not be worthy. And this is Pastor Chip. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for listening. I pray that you're all safe. I pray that you are doing well wherever you are, whatever country you're in. And remember us all and each and every one in our countries and our prayers in these troubled times. God bless.